a look at the draw for every single Big 12 men's basketball team in the 2023 NCAA tournament. My thoughts on each one of their draws and more coming up on today's Locked On Big 12. We are officially at March Madness. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 podcast. Once again, it is the 13th of March, 2023, uh, Selection Monday, if you will, the Monday after Selection Sunday. So we have the bracket. We have everything we need. We're going to break it down from the Big 12 perspective today. Before we do let you guys know, please, please, please subscribe. And I want to say thank you all to all of you all, all of you out there for your support. We are over 3,600. Let's go for 3,700 by the end of March. But uh, every single time I ask, you guys always respond. Love all the comments. Love all the likes. Love you guys sharing the videos. I always love the comments about the videos. You guys are really complimentary, so I do appreciate that. And also, I appreciate the criticism as well. And always a one-way street. I know it's not 100% the best content all the time, so we're always striving to be better. So I appreciate the criticisms as well. But thank you all, whether you love the shows or you don't love the shows, hate watching, loving, whatever. I uh, appreciate you all watching and subscribing. Please continue to do so. It really does help the show. It really does mean a lot for me and all the folks here at Locked On. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. So if you guys cannot listen to the show or watch the show, rather, if you're driving around and whatnot, you guys can listen to the show. Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify. For those of you all who are on the audio medium today, I will do the best I can because we are going to go through the bracket. So the visual element does help. But I will be describing what a lot of the you know teams are facing. But if you kind of want the full experience uh, you can go back and watch the video as well. Follow us on Twitter at LOBig12 is where you guys can find us. You all can find me at JoshNeighbors underscore. Uh, also, we'll have more realignment stuff coming this week. If we get more news, we'll hit on that. Uh, obviously, the Pac-12 is still working to find a television deal. We will talk to Richie Bradshaw, the host of Locked On Sun Devils, about what Arizona State can do uh, and, you know, trying to get themselves right now or not trying to get themselves in, in the, in, they're trying to get themselves in the NCAA tournament, but uh, also where they stand to the whole situation because we talked about it. Feels like, you know, Arizona is a team that their media, their fans, they'd be pretty okay with going to the Big 12. We'll see if ASU feels the same way, how their fan base feels, and talk to Richie about that uh, here in the coming days. All right, let's get after it here. So, seven Big 12 teams made the NCAA tournament, they were highlighted by the Kansas Jayhawks, who were the number one team. So I'm not going to go in order here of the brackets. I'm going to go in order of the seed lines. So here we go. We're going to hop over to ESPN and share it. Boom, there it is. And we will take a look. So the first place we're going to look here is the West region. Now, we have to talk about this. Um, I found it very interesting that Kansas did not get the nod over Houston. Now, I'll tell you what, both teams got screwed in separate ways. Here is why. Uh, Houston will go to Birmingham. If Houston plays Auburn, Auburn will be playing in Birmingham as a nine seed. Now, that is a big if, right? But still, they're in the, uh, you know, the region they are in. They are in the Midwest region, right? So they're, they're, they're pretty happy with that. They'll go to Kansas City in the end. Uh, the West region, here's the issue. It, it finishes in Las Vegas. So if Kansas were to end up playing the number two seed in this thing, which is UCLA, 
they would play UCLA in Las Vegas. Doesn't feel very fair. And also then I'm going to go to Vegas. Uh, you know, it's not, that doesn't seem that fair generally, but I'm, I just think we have to take that all into account here when we're assessing where Kansas was put. So uh, out of all the one seeds, you know, I think they got one of the, you know, I'd say probably got a raw deal, a raw deal with that, you know, respect. I think I'd rather, I think Houston playing Auburn and Birmingham is much more manageable than that, you know, having to go out West uh, for your second weekend, right? You don't get to finish close to home. You get to finish out West. And it feels like KU as, you know, a number one seed that won the nation's toughest conference, maybe deserved a little bit better than what they got here in terms of the seating. But you look at that line, you look at where they are, Kansas taking on Howard in the 116 game. You never assume that you clear them, but I think we can say, you know, that they might. Um, they'll take on Arkansas or Illinois, which is a very interesting matchup because Arkansas and Illinois is a matchup of two teams that, in my opinion, have drastically underperformed this year. Uh, you know, I think Illinois had pretty high expectations where they wanted to be. Arkansas, through injury and also through, I think, performance, safe to say, have not achieved what they wanted to. Uh, Nick Smith Jr., future lottery pick, has been out most of the year. They had Trayvon Brazil, the Missouri transfer, who is an incredible athlete. He was out. He's, he's out for the year with a torn ACL and has been out for the entire season, basically. Excuse me. Um, that's difficult. So, and, and, and I think it's an interesting match because either you have, you know, Arkansas against Arkansas against uh, Kansas, or you have Illinois against KU. And so regionally, like this too, it's kind of relatively a significant, uh, you know, the teams are pretty close together. They'll be playing in Des Moines, by the way. But you might say, well, it's a tough draw. Yeah, but just Illinois and Arkansas through the 30 plus games that they've played have not delivered seasons that you know, really, uh, I think really you'd be like really horrified of. Uh, can they hang with them? For sure. I've watched both those teams play. They can definitely do it. But those two teams consistently have not been winners this year. They're winning teams. They have winning records and made the tournament. But, um, you know, they, they were not like these gangbusters teams. That's why they're in an 8-9 eight, eight, matchup. But still pretty good brand names to be there. And also you look, you know, to make a regional final for them, uh, you know, Iona, Rick Pitino, I doubt they beat UConn though. UConn's got a really good team. They're playing some of their better basketball now after a down February or a down January, really. St. Mary's has been really good this year. Uh, VCU strong team. And obviously if they played them, you like, you know, you like the fact that it's a rerun of the, you know, the year that VCU went to the final four, that matchup, there's still bad blood there because VCU beat KU on the way to the final four which I think is relatively compelling uh, from that perspective. So there you go. That's what Kansas has. And then down the line, uh, TCU is there. We'll get to them in a little bit. Gonzaga, Northwestern, Boise, UCLA. So you're seeing, you know, but, but UCLA lost Jalen Clark, which is big for them. So while they're a really good team, you know, it's not, it's not the best one seed out there right now. So I like where KU is uh, in terms of a draw. I don't like their location because of what I think they earned this year. So when you talk about top seed lines, that's where we're going. Let's go to two seeds now. So up oh, there we go along the direction. Let's go to some number two seeds. So your two seeds here in the big 12, your two seed, I should say in the big 12 was the, uh, let's go find them. Where are they? Where's my two seed Texas? There we go. Sorry. I just had them a second ago. The Texas Longhorns are a number two seed. Now they'll be heading to Des Moines as well. 
they get to take on the uh, thing on Colgate, whoever they are, whatever the mascot is. But oh, it's been decent before. Not too worried about that. Texas A&M against Penn State is the team that they will play. I think the big hope is we're going to get the preview of an eventual or soon to be SEC matchup when uh, and or when if 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 A&M ends up playing Texas. Now, here's what's interesting. I think Texas got a pretty good situation here. It's funny because they really couldn't improve their situation in the Big 12 tournament. Well, if they won the Big 12 tournament, which they did, they're a two seed. They lost the first round, still think they were a two seed. So I'm not really sure Texas had a whole lot of room anywhere to go. I will say the nice thing is this, folks. If they make it to to the second weekend, they will be finishing the tournament out in a building that they just won the Big 12 tournament in. Kind of like that. Now you're playing a different, you know, you're playing some tough teams. You play tough teams to win it there. This top half, this top portion right here, this this is gangbuster stuff. Houston gets Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky before actually has been as high as I think it was like a, a 13 before. I think they've been up there. But this year's team, excuse me, not as good. Auburn versus Iowa. That could be wacky and wild. So you kind of like it's a lot of fun. Miami and Drake. Miami, really good team. Very well coached. Indiana has good guard play and obvious or at times good guard play. And then obviously Trace Jackson Davis down low. So this top half could present a very uh, interesting challenger, if you will. Uh, but Texas, you know, Xavier has been shaky. And if you want momentum, if you want momentum, and I think a lot of people are going to like momentum, Texas is your team. Rodney Terry is your coach. And this group right now has good guard play. They've got Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter. They got Serge Barry Rice. Right, so they've got a good variety of guys that you kind of trust. They've got veteran players, got some youth, but a lot of it's this is the old veteran team. And that's what you're gonna like about this team. So, very interested to see who comes out of Penn State versus A and M because it's always gonna be tricky. But if they clear that, I kind of like Texas's chances. I, I think that game could be tougher. You know, A and M's guard play is fantastic. They've got awesome guys in the perimeter, especially right by Boots Radford has been really really good. My and obviously. When you have a coach like Buzz Williams, it can be tough. But Texas is getting a lot of love from folks right now. So they're your two seed sitting right there. All right, quick word from our sponsors, and then we will get back to business with this. But let you guys know we are brought to you all by the folks at Built Bar. You can go to Built.com to order Built Bars. It's still a great way to go and do it. But also let you all know that uh, you guys can go to Sam's Club and Walmart to get Built Bars now. You guys can also vote. It's Built Bar Madness. You guys can build on the, uh, vote on the best Built Bars as well. We've got the Built Bars, the Built Puffs you guys can get. Uh, and it also, you guys, uh, you guys have a chance to win a free box. If you guys go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites, you guys could get a uh, 50, uh, free 50 box of, uh, of Built Bars. And also, you guys can win a 12-month subscription to built and have built best bars and puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. So uh, once again, built, uh, built madness, built March madness.com to vote for your favorites. All right. So back to the bracket. Uh, once again, we've gone to the number two, number one, number two seeds uh, right now. And we'll go now once again, back to the bracket. So your three seed 
out of the Big 12, the Kansas State Wildcats. So they are through and Baylor Bears. Let's go Baylor first. So Baylor is going to be in that South region, um, really sputtered towards the end. I think Creighton will be a sexy pick for a lot of teams to go to the Sweet 16 because the way they played down the stretch. But I think Baylor has a very good shot because I like their draw. I like this draw a lot for them, uh, at least to make it to the Sweet 16, the first two rounds. UCSB, I don't know a lot about, but I think Baylor's going to handle a lower-level team like that. Baylor just can be too much. They play teams like that. Round two, the Creighton-NC State matchup is going to be weird. NC State's not a team that that puts a bunch of really strong games, it feels like, together as of late. Like, Tercravion Smith for them is really a great player or a great scorer, but he's not a high-percentage player. He's kind of like Keontae George in that respect. He's a, he's a high-volume scorer but a low-percentage player. And DJ Burns, too, doesn't look like a basketball player, but he's pretty good. So I expect a pretty tightly contested 6-11 game. I think you give the edge to Creighton in that matchup for sure. Uh, I think we'll see Creighton-Baylor, which could be an awesome banger offensive game. Baylor's defense will define how far they go. They've got to play defense because at this point in time, we know for this for a fact, they will go through uh, stretches of time where they're not scoring as well. They're going to have to weather that. And I think that there's a good chance they're going to beat Arizona. Um, I don't know Utah State situation. But I know my Missouri Tigers do not have a big man, and I know Balo and Tubelis will be way too much, I think, for Missouri, so I don't like their chances in a game like that. But, yeah, I, I think Baylor's in an interesting spot there as a three-seed. Sweet 16, like their chances. Elite eight, not sure. Arizona, once again, presents plenty of tough matchup problems, and that's, that's what you're looking at right there. Now, the three-seed for the Big 12, it's the Kansas State Wildcats. So they're down here. And this East region, guys, if you want to pick the wide open region, it's here. Because Purdue, while they have a dominant force in Zach Eady, their guards just fall apart whenever there's any pressure. I doubt that changes. Memphis and FAU could put some pressure on them, especially Memphis. Their guard play has been fantastic as of late. Duke Oral Roberts. Duke feels like a wagon right now, folks. They feel like an absolute wagon. Tennessee's interesting. They play great defense. But because of no Zakai Ziegler, you're worried. Kentucky's a big brand, but I'm not even sure they're going to get past Providence. That's weird. USC and versus Michigan State's a weird game. I love Marquette's ability to come out of this region. They are firing on all cylinders right now. Tyler Kolak has been fantastic. Shaka Smart doing a great job. Uh, so I think this could be potentially very interesting if we get K-State into the Sweet 16. But look, I'm not going to sleep on anybody that they could meet in round number two. I don't know much about Montana state. So hopefully they don't get slipped up there, but yeah, I don't love this. I don't love how things go for, for K state. Cause that second round game is going to be tough. Uh, Duke. I don't want to play. So you make it there. It's a third round game. Maybe now maybe Tennessee knocks off Duke, but I like, I like Duke's chances in that game. So I think the road is difficult. I think round one, they've earned that three seed. And so you should be able to beat a Montana state team, get some momentum. Wondering how hard fought Kentucky versus Providence will be. But if I'm, let's see, if I'm K State, who would I rather play? It's an interesting question for K State fans. Who would you rather play? Uh, Providence does have some decent guards, but like they're really bad away from home. So maybe it's them. Kentucky, you just never know, but their shooting has just not been good enough for me to really, th- like, it, it, honestly, it's more how the support guys are going to play in that game 
you know, if the stars come out, the sh- I mean, you never know the stars for Kentucky can come out the shine, right? Reeves had a massive game the other day. You never know Casey Wallace, how good he's going to be. Oscar Shibway has been, by his standards, not bad, but not great this year. And so there's a lot of questions there. So K-State's got the horses, but K-State's had their fair share of letdowns this year too. So I find that interesting to be, I find that region to be very, very compelling when it comes to the, um, to the East region uh, right now. All right, moving on. Other, other schools that we have to hit here. They're, we're getting to the six C groups. Iowa State and TCU are both going to draw the assignment of the 11 seed games. So in the West region, Arizona State plays Nevada for the right to play TCU. The good news for them is, at least it sounds like right now, Eddie Lampkin hits the portal. That situation seems to be somewhat solved. We seem to have some resolution on that. Um, Are they worried about catching a hot Nevada or a hot ASU? I don't know. I like TCU, though. I think even without Eddie Lampkin, this team is built to make the tournament. The big question for them is, if they play Gonzaga, if that's the way this thing shakes out, how will they handle Drew Timmy? Lampkin is a guy that, while he's not this amazing player, at least he gives you excuse me, a competent primary big that can guard other guys and that can challenge offensively them, right? We, he can do it. I know he's not in there for big stretches of time because I like to run sometimes, but he can do it. But I'll tell you this, when it comes to the guard play, TCU's got an advantage over Gonzaga. And if these teams played in the past, that would not always be the case. That would definitely not always be the case when it comes to uh, these two teams, if they had met in the past. So I think this is a compelling section of the bracket for that reason. Also, UCLA with no Jalen Clark. There's Northwestern, obviously, on this side. Uh, T, you know, and so TC made it past there, kind of the, the winner of that quadrant, who we figure to be UCLA. But I think UCLA-TCU is a really great game. Problem is Jaime Hawkins is like the hottest player in the country right now. And that could cause them some problems. Looking up at Iowa State, Iowa State, I like their situation. I really do to, to make a Sweet 16. Uh, I think whoever they get, if Mississippi State ends up playing Iowa State, that is going to be maybe one of the worst games all tournament. Those two teams are not good at offense, and boy, they get in your ass and they play some defense. I mean, they really can guard other teams uh, extremely, extremely well. So I think this is, this is you know, could potentially be a rock fight for them in round one, which could see them get KO'd. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Pitt also, too, is... They're so hit or miss also. These two teams, you know, that'd be, be weird. And Iowa State, a fair share of hit or miss action as well. Um, if they played Texas, it'd be interesting, but I don't think Texas on a neutral court is a good matchup for them. And also Xavier, you know, depending on how, how well Zach Fremantle plays, uh, they, could, they, could, they could put a hurting on them too. But you never know which Z- version of Xavier you're going to get. You've got no idea which version of Xavier you're going to get on a week-to-week or night-to-night basis. So – Iowa State, you know, uh, they feel like the variance. Like, if you ask me, hey, Josh, which team are you, you know, uh, out of, like, the non, I guess, the six teams that are seated, you know, from the sixth seed below her, who are you most confident or least confident in? Iowa State, because I've seen that top level against Baylor. Man, they're kicking ass, taking names. They look really good. They're dominating on defense. They're scoring enough as well. Scoring just enough, not a ton, but they're scoring enough. And then you look at, you know, you look at some other games, some games they had at home this year, and, like, Oklahoma State beat them at home, right, in, in Hilton Coliseum. So you kind of wonder – 
you know, which version we're going to get. And, and that's when it goes back to their lack of perimeter scoring, which is your big concern. Finally, sorry, folks, West Virginia against Maryland. Maryland's been a fantastic home team, a bad road team. We'll see what they look like on a neutral floor. I like West Virginia in round one, to be honest. So it, it, that should be a really – Maryland-West Virginia should be a very good game. I think West Virginia can give Bama more problems than uh, Maryland can. I think because of their three-point shooting, I think they could give them more problems and their playmaking ability gives them more problems and their experience, they give them more problems. I like that for them. Uh, But Bama is just a wrecking crew right now. They They have been so good from the word go, at least in the month of February and March, feels like they crushed the SEC. And the SEC's down, but feels like the trip might be a, a quick one for West Virginia here in the NCAA tournament. All right, one more word from our partners, at least the first first weekend exit uh, could happen here for them. And look, I'm not, I don't think every, like, you know, at some point, some Big 12 team will get caught, guys. We're talking about a conference that's got uh, a one, two twos, or yeah, a one, one, two, and two threes. So those four teams, like you feel pretty good about at least four being in the round, the next round. And they're all probably going to be favorites in their second round game. So you like your chances to have, you know, a good portion of the sweet 16 be made up of big 12 teams. You like your chances with that, not to mention the TCUs, the Iowa States who feel like they could be potential game wreckers. Right. I know now in the six, um, the six, uh, six matchup, they would play in the Sweet 16 there with Texas. So, yeah, there's a lot of there's a possibility for that up top. All right, one more word for our sponsors. Uh, today's show is brought to you all by the FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Taking a look right now at the old phone to see uh, the odds. Let's see, NCAAB. We will go over to national champion. In the Big 12 category, right now, right now, your favorite to win the entire thing is Houston at plus 500. Very interesting considering Marcus Sasser just got hurt and they got curb stomped by Memphis. Like I know Texas gets curb stomped uh, uh, KU, but KU won it last year and they were without Bill Self. Uh, Texas is a lot better than Memphis is. So, you know, uh, Kansas checks in now at plus 1200, third best odds. They are tied with UCLA and Purdue at that mark. Bama's plus 800. Also in the Big 12, Texas is plus 2,000 uh, to win the entire thing. Baylor is plus 2,500. TCU is plus 4,000. If you'd like to get on Iowa State, it's plus 6,500. West Virginia plus, let's see, 10,000 to win the tournament. There's all your Big 12 schools right there. And also to make the final four, oh, there's the first four, uh, to make the Sweet 16 for... Let's go to Kansas. Kansas is, wow. Oh, Kansas State, actually. K-State is plus 152 to make the Sweet 16. KU is minus 225 to make the Sweet 16. Texas is minus 142 to make the Sweet 16. Noah's plus 116. So you can go to the FanDuel Sportsbook today, guys, and look at those things. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. All right, that will do it for do it for us today. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.